What are Tim McCready's and Ricky Thornton Jr.'s chances against Brandon Shepard for the Lucas title? We'll look at the numbers today. Plus, talk Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet pouring beers and Monday's results. Let's go. Today is Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Lucas OLA Metal Dirt Series kicks off another four race night week starting tomorrow at Davenport, followed by three nights at Deer Creek through Saturday. We're coming off a very strong weekend for really our entire top three in the standings with Brandon Shepard picking up wins, Ricky Thornton Jr. doing the same, and Tim McCready bagging four top tens and three top fives. I wanted to dive into things a little bit today since we're kind of in a bit of a brief lull this week and see where things stand with these three guys currently. As I mentioned yesterday, Shepard leads McCready by 55 points following Muskegon County, while RTJ uh, is 210 behind B. Shep in third. I feel like at this moment that Tyler Erb is probably a little too far back to try and make this a four-way fight. He's got four straight top tens, including one of those prelim feature wins at Muskegon County. But before that, had four finishes outside the top 10 in four of his past five races. He's uh, more than two spots off Shepard and average finish for the year. And I'm not convinced he has the consistency to really be in this thing. And while RTJ is quite a ways back himself, he absolutely can climb his way towards the top. He's actually got the same amount of top 10s on the year as Shepard does. And I think getting that first win of the year out of the way could open that team up for even more. If you've watched or listened to this show for any length of time, you know that average finish is the closest stat we have in terms of correlation to winning a championship. If you end the season with the best average finish, you will win the title. And that's regardless of series. In 2020, Jimmy Owens won the Lucas title with an average finish of 6.89. Last year, McCready did it with a 6.11. And as of this moment, Shepard is at 5.93. And then behind the Rocket Squad, McCready's at 6.63 for the year with RTJ at 7.5. The biggest difference right now between Thornton and the others is his missteps earlier in the year, which were obviously much bigger than his rivals. Of his five races that he didn't finish in the top 10, four are results of 16 or, uh, 16th or worse, with two of them being 26th place finishes. But the reason I like Thornton right now in this battle is since finishing 26th at Port Royal on April 10th, he's got 14 top 10s in 15 races, with his worst finish being an 11th at Lernerville. His average finish over that span is a very good 4.73. And in that same stretch of races, McCready's average finish is 6.07, while Shepard is 6.27. McCready also has the third longest current active top 10 streak in the country right now at 12 straight races. That only trails Buddy Kofoid at 15 and Justin Grant at 14, both uh, both of those with the USAC National Midgets. I also like that both T-Mac and RTJ are near the top uh, in stats like Feature Plus Minus and Hard Chargers. They're moving forward regularly come feature time, and that's a big deal when you're trying to compete for a title. It also looks good that Thornton leads the series in top 10 efficiency. He's sitting on a perfect 17 top 10 finishes in 17 top 10 starts. He does trail the other two, though, in top five efficiency, which is definitely an area for improvement for the remainder of the year. Just uh, kind of based on past experience, I think Bishop and T-Mac are the two big favorites here. Obviously, they're super close together and a little bit further ahead of RTJ. And neither will be rattled down the stretch as they go head-to-head in a lot of these races. But I do think that RTJ trailing right now could be a bit of an advantage for that team. They don't really have anything to lose here, so no need to points race or be conservative as we kind of roll through the summer here. 
Remember that the Lucas points are about five per position for most of the field with the top four separated by 10 points. So right now, McCready Trail Shepherd by 11 spots or less, while uh, RTJ is about 42 feature spots behind, obviously, or less, depending on results. With so many points available on a normal night, things can change pretty quickly. Uh, but remember that not every Lucas night pays points. A lot of these prelim nights won't change the standings. This is definitely a battle we'll continue to follow as the season progresses. Drop me a comment. Let me know what you think is going to be kind of the case going forward here for the Lucas Championship. Is Shepard just going to run away from these guys? Do you think RTJ can get into this? Uh, drop me a comment and let me know what you think. We did have some racing last night that I wanted to briefly talk about. At Silver Dollar Speedway, we had 360 sprint cars in action. And if you were there for happy hour, you may have had Brad Sweet or Kyle Larson pour your beer. As part of the promotion group that is new uh, for the track this season, both drivers were on hand working the night's event. Sweet was there after extending his Word of Outlaws points lead over the weekend at Cedar Lake, and Larson hustled out there following a third-place finish on Sunday at Road America in the Cup race. California driver Colby Copeland is the third uh, of the uh, SLC trio running the track now. In the 360 feature, Casey Schmitz picked up his first career win at Silver Dollar, driving that famous Clyde Lamar 3C. Tony Gomes took a shot at Schmitz late but missed, and that let the 3C get away for the victory. Gomes ended up second with Bram, uh, Brad Bumgarner in third. Schmitz is a uh, name you may not have heard in the past as he's pretty new to driving sprint cars. The 25-year-old driver is a multi-time track champion at the Cycleland Speedway and Outlaw Kart action, but he's clearly got some pace as he adjusts to full-size sprint cars. You don't just go uh, to a place like Silver Dollar uh, in a 360 sprint car and win easily. And a few hours away at Placerville last night, Justin Sanders begged the feature win also in 360 competition. He topped Blake Carrick and Michael Pombo. Chase Johnson looked like he maybe had the pace to challenge Sanders, but got over the banking in turns one and two uh, early on, and that took him out of contention. There was also some super late model action from Monday night with the Southern All-Stars at Beckley Motor Speedway for the Beckley USA 100. Max Blair looked like he was maybe the car to beat, but two flats sent him to the pits, and that handed the lead to Jacob Hawkins. Through the rest of the main event, Hawkins held off challenges from both Carson Ferguson and Zach Dome and then kept a charging Blair behind him on a uh, late restart to bag the $20,000 win. It's the biggest payday yet for Hawkins in his career. Blair did battle all the way back to finish second, with Zach Dome also on the podium. They did have a nice field of 36 cars. They had names like Eddie Carrier Jr., Ross Bales, Kyle Strickler, Tyler Erb, Matt Cosner, and Joseph Joyner in attendance. The Southern All-Stars are back racing again later this week at Thunder Hill Raceway Park in Tennessee. Before we close out, I've got some uh, quick sprint car ride news for you. Ian Madsen linked up with TKS Motorsports over the weekend at Knoxville in their 2KS car. And the plan is for Madsen to continue racing at Knoxville going forward. This move comes after the team split with Ryan Giles a few weeks ago, while Tasker Phillips has also made starts in that car this year. Also, it appears as though Scott Boguski has parted ways with snow racing. We haven't seen the Australian driver out with the All-Star since a hard crash at Attica on June 10th. He posted to Facebook that he'll be back in his own car going forward. That means Snow has now lost both Boguski and Kevin Thomas Jr., who started the year as full-time All-Star drivers with the team. Carson Short had replaced KTJ in that snow ride, and he ran all of Ohio Sprint Speed Week. We'll see if that partnership continues uh, going forward. The only thing on the streaming schedule today is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 